December the 10th, 2023. 1 Samuel chapter 10. Signs will follow. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. And Father God, we thank you this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. You're worthy to be praised, to be lifted up, to be exalted, and we magnify you on today. This is the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. There's so many things, so many other things that we could be doing right now, but we're in your presence, laying before you, waiting to receive this day our daily bread. We love you, Father God. We bless you and praise you in the precious and majestic name of your Son, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. And family, indeed, I thank you on today. Thank you for once again allowing me to be a part of your day, your morning, your afternoon, whichever time of the day it is for you that you're basking in the presence of the Lord. Thank you for indeed it's an honor and a privilege. And speaking of which, it's it's an honor and a privilege to be among fellow brothers and sisters. And on last night, we we shared with our family, with our eight other uh, couples, we we miss one of our couples dearly and we praying for the wife certainly lifting her up indeed knowing that she's in the hand of God God is definitely working on whatever ailment that she has but being in the presence of my brothers and sisters on yesterday indeed was an honor and a privilege and we were able to fellowship and have fun and, and know that God has called us to do something specific individually as couples and corporately as a group so family, as we go on and we're reading 1 Samuel, remember we're looking just as we're looking each and every day to see where God is in the characters and how that applies to us here on today. And also today is my baby sister's born day. May she rest in peace. Just wanted to give a shout out to her. We're reading 1 Samuel chapter 10. Signs will follow. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Has not the Lord anointed you to be prince over people, over his people, Israel? And you shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies. And this shall be the sign to you that the Lord has anointed you to be prince over his, herit over his heritage. When you depart from me today, you will meet two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah, and they will say to you, The donkeys that you went to seek are found, and now your father has ceased to care about the donkeys and is anxious about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on from there farther and come to the oak of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel would meet you there, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall accept from their hand. 
After that, you shall come to Gabea, Elohim, where there is a garrison of the Philistines. And there, as soon as you come to the city, you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with harp, tambourine, flute, and lyre before them, prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. Now when these signs meet you, do what your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Then go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I am coming down to you to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait until I come to you and show you what you shall do. When he turned his back to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart, and all these signs came to pass that day. When they came to Gabeah, behold, a group of prophets met them, and the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon them, and he prophesied among them. And when all who knew him previously saw how he prophesied with the prophets, the people said to one another, What has come over the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? And a man of the place answered, And who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? When he had finished prophesying, he came to the high place. Saul's uncle said to him and to his servant, Where did you go? And he said, To seek the donkeys. And when he saw they were not to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Please, tell me what Samuel said to you. And Saul said to his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom of which Samuel had spoken, he did not tell them anything. Now Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah. And he said to the people of Israel, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt, and I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all the kingdoms that were oppressing you. But today you have rejected your God, who saves you from all your calamities and your distresses. And you have said to him, Set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. Then Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, and the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. He brought the tribe of Benjamin near by its clan, and the clan of the Matriots was taken by Lot. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken by Lot. But when they sought him, he could not be found. So they inquired again of the Lord, Is there a man still to come? And the Lord said, Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. Then they ran and took him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? There is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted, Long live the king. Then Samuel told the people the rights and duties of the kingship, and he wrote them in a book and laid it upon and before the Lord. Then Samuel sent all the people away, each one to his home. Saul also went to his home at Gabeah, and with him went men of valor whose hearts God had touched. 
But some worthless fellows said, How can this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no present. But he held his peace. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you for your word this morning, Father God. Signs will follow. The simple act, family, of anointing is described in verse 1. It says, Oil was poured on the future king's head by a representative of the Lord, in this case, Samuel. This act symbolized that God was marking this man out, setting him apart from everyone else as his choice of king. Now, we cannot be sure of the full significance of anointing in Israel. One possibility is that it was a symbol of a covenant relationship. And if so, it showed God making a special covenant with the individual king, promising to give him help, strength, and wisdom. The oil was perhaps a, a symbol of God-given power. Anointing, on the other hand, was a, a well-known ritual in the ancient Near East, although outside Israel it was not uh, usual to, uh, to anoint kings. In Egypt, the, the king was not anointed, but his vessels were. If the same concept was familiar in Israel, it may be uh, well suggest that the anointing made Saul the vessel king under Yahweh, who was the great king himself. Verse 1 also describes Israel as Yahweh's inheritance, his permanent possession. This description, which included both the land and the people, is another important statement to the new king. He is in no sense the owner of Israel, which still belongs to God. So Saul would be subordinate to God. But even so, kingship was a brand new institution in Israel, and it, and it would not be surprising if Saul had doubts about it. He needed signs, as the scripture says, that he really was to be king. And signs, too, that he was capable of the task. Accordingly, he was promised three signs. Verse 7 makes it clear that Samuel's predictions were meant as signs and, and very likely the original Hebrew mentioned signs in verse 1 as well. The first sign in verse 2 was to assure him that he could put the past behind him. His future role was not that of a farmer. The second sign in verses 3 and 4 was to assure him that the Israelites would recognize him as king. The loaves of bread were part of the offerings being taken to the shrine at Bethel, so the men would not give them casually to any passing stranger, but only to somebody of very high status. The third sign in, in verses 5 and 6 would give him assurance that he had the, the necessary gifts and abilities for the task of leadership. The judges before him all had been equipped for leadership by the gift of the Spirit of the Lord. And Saul would recognize that he was being equipped in the same way. Once these signs had been fulfilled, Saul could have full confidence to act as king because God would clearly be with him. What has God called or anointed you to do? Perhaps you don't know because you, you didn't recognize the signs or or maybe God didn't call you yet and you are still in preparation. 
ask God to help you prepare or change your heart, as it was said in, in this chapter, then you should also see the signs that follow. Finally, know that when you are called and anointed to do the work that God has prepared for you since the foundation of this world, there will be those who oppose your call from God. The scripture says, But some worthless fellows said, How can this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no present. But what did Saul do? The scripture says, But he held his present, or he held his peace. If God be for you, who can be against you? Father God, there are times in our life when we are in a season when we are not sensitive to what you are doing in our lives. We ask as we humbly lay before you and commit our lives in your hand that you open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive your truth and do what you called us to do and be, so that in doing so, you will receive the honor, the praise, and the glory. We ask this in the precious and majestic name of your Son, Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Family, do be encouraged on today. Be blessed. Let the word magnify in your walk. And those of you, my friends, soon to be family, we know that sometimes these words may not be clear to you, but as we said in this scripture, sometimes our eyes need to be open, our ears need to hear, and our hearts need to be able to receive God's truth. And if you cannot, and if you do this, God said that He will hear your prayer because you will confess the sin that is blocking you from hearing it at the present time. If you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord out of your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Those eyes shall see, those ears shall hear, and the heart shall receive his truth. And we want to walk with you, family. This journey was not made to be walked alone. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, glory, hallelujah.